back to Eye to Eye, the Digital Renaissance Podcast. I'm your host, Percy Hornack, and this week I'm here to feature something near and dear to my heart, Dungeons and Dragons. I've been an avid tabletop role player for years and was thrilled when I saw that a D&D campaign was starting up within the Digital Renaissance Project. D&D, if you don't know, is a game where players and someone designated as the Dungeon Master work together collaboratively to tell a story, usually a fantasy-type story with dungeons and or dragons in it. It's an exercise in improvisation and in building stories together, similar to how we build stories collaboratively in theater. It's also, of course, a fun way to spend time together. This week I spoke to a few participants in one of our Dungeons and Dragons campaigns because it turned out to be so popular that we needed to start up a second game. I also included a few clips of their gameplay so you can get a taste of what a D&D game is like. Let's dive in. Would you mind telling me about yourself in however many details you would like to share and also about your D&D character? My name is Blair Robbins. I've been doing it I, not a long time, but also not a short time. I'm very bad at time, so I honestly don't know. I did the workshops for a while, and then I think last summer I started doing tech for shows. My character, her name is Varel. She, uh, Varel Silverstride, she's a halfling. I went with an actual fantasy name this time instead of something stupid like Beep the Doombringer. Varel is a halfling that I honestly, like I've never played a halfling before, but then I looked at their lore and they're just like genuinely the nicest people ever. And like, they're so fun. So she's a cleric. I use the order domain that just came out, Mm -hmm. but I've been reflavoring it to be all about teamwork and friendship instead of like obeying the law because Varel doesn't have a good streak of obeying the law. She's a folk hero and has like a little bit of druid magic from the halfling race I chose. So she gives literally everyone a flower and now the entire party has flower crowns because of her. So like we have an aesthetic going. I'm Ella and I've been an Andy's kid t- since 2014, I think. And I've lived in Wilton most of my life, but I'm currently living in Merrimack. And I'm going to turn 18 at the end of the year, and that kind of makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but my character my character is named Hey Vorex, and they are a changeling and an artificer. So, like, changeling means they can just transform into whatever form they want to be at the time, which can be helpful for, like, if we need to, like, be disguised as other people, I can easily just do that and no one will recognize me or something. And an artificer means it's basically like they make magic items and stuff. My real name is Julia Dowd. I'm a rising sophomore at Sohegan High School in Amherst, New Hampshire. I've been going to Andes. I think this is my fourth year coming to Andes. And I don't know, I'm very excited about D&D and everything I'm doing there. My character is named Phineas Torque. He is a rogue tiefling. And he really likes stealing things from people, and he's a chaotic neutral. But he's able to work with the group that we've created, I think. And for me, it's a bit hard playing him, just because I don't want them to think that I want to steal their stuff. But my character definitely does. What experience did you have with Dungeons & Dragons prior to starting this campaign? I have been playing D&D for like four years. I have, (laughs) if I had only ever played, that would have been great. Um, No, I've been DMing for like, three out of the four years I played and like the first year we only played like once maybe every few months so I don't Mm -hmm. even know if that counts but I have a few settings that I'm writing. I've played D&D for three years not really frequently but as many times as we could have meetings. I've played a few games and 
a couple of the people who are in this current D&D session are ones I've been playing D&D with for the, those past years. I haven't played in a while, but I started playing maybe five or six years ago with a group of my friends who still plays now, but they, uh, they play a lot more often. They have a bigger group, and I haven't really played in a while, but I, I get the gist of it. I'm a little rusty. What do you like about playing Dungeons & Dragons? I guess just, like, interacting with people in, like, ways that you normally wouldn't. Because, like, I think I'm a nice person, but Varel is, like, a violently nice person who makes everyone flower crowns and can magically grow flowers at will and, like, summon a sword made of shadow, which is kind of out of character, but I really like stories and I like telling them. The improv, but then also the fact that the randomness of it, it takes telling a story and turns it into a game and I can manipulate a game. Like Mm -hmm. I can look at the rules and be like, okay, I'm going to do this random nonsense thing. I like to just take a concept and run with it it's just really cool to like immerse yourself in like this new adventure world like role play and interact with other characters and like go on quests and try and solve mysteries and stuff it's really fun the story is really interesting and yeah i really like the worlds that are built in dungeons and dragons because they're usually nothing like what we have right now or what we've ever had in history And I think it's really cool to be able to slip into a character. It's kind of like LARPing, I guess, which I really want to try, but I've never gotten the chance. Yeah, and I think it's really cool and it brings people together. What connections are you finding between theater and Dungeons and Dragons? Well, it's kind of more like improv, is that like the DM knows like the basic of where the story's going. Like they have the outside guidelines, but how all the players interact with each other and go along with it is all just happening on the spot and can change. And then like, this is probably just a thing for this session and may or may not be common for like all D&D sessions, but like at the end each time he's like, okay, you have three choices now, which one do you want to do? So I know how I want to write next session and know which way we're going with the story. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's probably, I mean, I'm sure that can happen for many D&D, but, like, it's not, like, required, but it's a cool addition to have it more like a choose-your-own-adventure sort of thing. It's a group that I'm working with that I've seen act in things, and I've also been in with them, and so I find it really interesting to see them create different characters. I think the parallel is definitely acting as someone else and just making up your own character, making decisions for that character that aren't necessarily written in a script because in acting you really can't just read the lines you have to become someone else or at least channel someone else the person you're playing and so I think everyone in the group does it really well because they're I don't know they've had a lot of training in acting and stuff like that I really enjoy the group because it's a mix of people who have played it a lot or have not played it at all in different roles and they're all very inviting and nice about it and I think that they're able to put aside anything that they may have, believing that their character should be like doing this and we're all just such a, I think a good team and we're all defeating everything together. So I enjoy working with them and I'm excited to see them again later. Could you kind of sum up for me what the basic idea or premise of Jameson and Duncan's campaign is? Sure. So our campaign is 
that we're help we initially were helping this woman sort of sort out her haunted theater, make it less haunted because people weren't going there anymore. And so we were going to use our different skills and stuff like that to check out the situation and to see if we could get the ghosts or at least the malicious ones out of her building. And so when we did that, we left the building thinking our job was over and we found that the rival playhouse across the street was on fire. When we left, it found out that the rival theater across the street was on fire mm-hmm. and the building was locked up with the same key. But then we were all like, but like, oh, you have the key. You must have been the ones who started a fire and we got arrested. And then we were in prison and we ended up escaping and releasing a bunch of people from the prison. Well, it seems like there are guards that are being racist and horrible and mistreating people and that feels kind of real like that i'm parallels to the real world a bit maybe we were arrested for a crime we didn't commit by a man that like looked guilty of the crime and now we're kind of like criminals and quote-unquote terrorists i have not killed a single person i don't think the party the party knocked everyone out and like all the guards out instead of killing them which like good job because, like, the rogue was like, should I do it? And I was like, Varel's literally riding on the rogue's shoulders because we were in a trench coat to pass as human because he was a tiefling and I'm a halfling. But, like, trench coated with enhanced ability for me to be better at lying, which didn't work out because I rolled two eights. Uh, but we were trying to pass as human. But so I was on the rogue's shoulder. But, like, backpack cleric, actually a really good strategy, apparently. So we were arrested and we learned about this sort of anarchy going on within the police department of this world where there's something called the flaming fist, which is sort of a higher form of law enforcement where all the leaders are fighting within the police department itself against the people who are not part of that. And so it seems there's some corruption going on that we have yet to fully solve. So now we're like criminals on the run. Basically, even though we didn't do anything wrong, except, I guess, release people from the prison who were wrongly convicted along with us. I think so far, the game is mostly trying to, like, prove we're innocent while also dismantling an entire corrupt organization. Now that you've met some of our players, I wanted to give you a little bit of a sneak peek inside what's been happening in the campaign and get a taste of the gameplay. Okay, so I'll just say, so what's up with that, man? Like... How'd you do that? Uh, well, I don't usually like talking about it. I am a changeling. Okay, bye. That's a thing that you are. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so wait, those are all not, those are the same people, not different people that just kind of show up? Hmm. Yeah. I never would have guessed with my high insight. <laughs> do you have any specific inspiration, or did you just randomize and pick something? I I have just made a bunch of different ones. And Phineas, yeah. with that information, do you like does Phineas know? I guess this is a question for Hay and, and Cinder. Does the rest of the party know that the like you're anything about the two of you in sort of contacts together? I mean, you're yeah. obviously a changeling. I have referred to Hay as my sibling in the meet of combat once. Okay. So oh, they, yeah. I don't know. You guys have always been trying to protect each other more than, not more than the rest 
rest of us, but, you know, specifically. So we assumed you had some sort of relationship, I guess. We've gone through some things. I don't like advertising that I'm a changeling to people I don't trust. Uh, oh, seems like trust you guys are a group trust of trustable people, friends? so, yeah. We're, we're twins. I guess maybe we should also, like, how, how good of friends are you guys? I assume we establish yeah, like how long you guys have been working together. I kind of assume we didn't really know each other very well before this job. Like we had a working relationship, but that's about it. Varel thinks everyone is her best friend, and she <laughs> maybe she's right. I feel like maybe like the characters might see each other in jobs, like be randomized sometimes. Like for people who have been here for a while, might. Like, I might have been put on a job with Varel or something in the past once or something, but I agree with the working relationship type thing, I think. Yeah, but yeah. now that we've all, like, done a prison break together, it's like, okay, we're a gang now. <laughs> yeah, I think there's been some bonding that's Very happened the past week. Ben, how does Randall feel about the rest of the, the crew? They all seem like everyone else. I'm not really sure... Because I'm, like, really smart, maybe, or, like, really, I don't know. So maybe you feel like you're a little bit smarter above everyone else, but you're willing to work with them? Yeah. Okay, cool. Good to know. Well, we know I'm already making him a flower crown, but um, I say, so uh, y'all have been kind of subtly saying that you know things about what's going on, and I've been living in a basement for a week. So <laughs> what's the vibe outside? Well, I wouldn't say I know exactly what's going on, but uh, let's just say uh, I'm not having a very good time anytime I go outside. There seems to be a lot of discrimination against people like me. Basically, anyone who's not a elf or a human. In fact, I can't even go out to uh, other marketplaces outside the city and get stuff to sell here because... If you're not an elf or a human, you're not allowed back in through the gates when you come back. Okay, so point me at those people. I'm going to talk to them. Well, if I were you and you wanted to, uh, you guys wanted to check that out, I would go and check out the main gates of the city. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're, being, they're not cool with anyone that isn't a human or an elf? Mm-hmm. So they're racist? So I, I've, had, I've had to kind of stay inside for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to talk to them. I wouldn't go alone if I were you. I'd check with your group to see if they want to go with you. I'll crush them with the earth. Sorry, that was more <laughs> violent than I meant it to be. I'm just going to make a big rock hand come out of the ground and uh, tell them what they did wrong. So you see, while, while you guys have been kind of sneaking through the crowds and stuff, uh, there, there are flaming fists posted up, but uh, they're not, you know, they're just kind of thugs. They're, they're just uh, a presence on the street. They're not really too dedicated or whatever but as you're moving through a particular street that's uh, maybe a little bit more residential than uh the marketplace where you saw them extorting the business uh you see a, a trio of flaming fist guards who are have a little bit better armor look a little bit more serious and um are sort of uh stopping people and, and you know like pulling people's cloaks up to see if they're uh, somebody they're looking for, uh, they're sort of moving through the crowd much more um, sort of eyes on. There are, you know, and most of the citizenry, like the citizens are like upset by it, but not going to start anything. And so they're coming, they're approaching, getting closer to you guys. And there are some alleys you could try to duck down. You could 
you know, try to bluff your way past them, or you could, you know, try to fight them, but you, you see them coming and they'll see you soon if you don't try to hide or, or do something. If they recognize you or not, we'll, we'll find out, but. I'm just gonna like, quietly like, hiss to everyone in the party, like, watch yourself. Okay, are you guys gonna try to hide from them, or are you just gonna try to sort of brush past them or bluff past them? What do you guys um, do party? Before we left, Varel slipped a gold coin under her tongue and cast Enhance Ability, uh, specifically Eagle's Grace, so she has advantage on all charisma checks for the next hour. Right. So I'm fine I'm, with bluffing. I'm a different person. Right. And hey, you're a different person as well. The 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 weakest link in the chain, no offense, Ben, is, is your you look very similar except for a giant mustache. Um, and you are a wizard. I, technically, maybe you could have even magically grown a giant mustache, but you're wearing a definitely we established fake mustache. Um, <laughs> so the, the the crew is trying to slip past these guards, and they're you know they I think they sort of eye eye up and down everyone. Uh, Varel, you do a, a, a deception check with your phone. Uh, they recognize you or find you suspicious. That would be two eights plus one, so nine. Mm. <laughs> uh, yes. Very useful my spell. Uh, and Ben, can you do a deception check as well for me? Okay. So it's 20, 1d20 plus your deception. Okay. I know I'm kind of just a pair of legs in this situation. Should I do anything? Stand very still. Yeah, I think mine, minus one. Uh, maybe so just eight. stand by. Uh, okay, so the the guards spot you as you're trying to move past them, and they they, they have like the poster that you've seen with with your pictures on it, uh, and they they catch they like sort of scan past you initially, and then they like look back very quickly and and hold up the poster and like are doing a comparison uh and they they start to rush towards you guys um we're about to enter combat unless anybody has anything they want to do as an initial action i can make plants grow from the earth and restrain these people in the middle of a crowded street i don't want i don't know we're all kind of trigger happy so yeah something to keep in mind is that you're currently being sort of demonized by the the authorities true uh, and so, like, any collateral damage you do won't reflect yeah. well on you trying to clear your name. Uh, I think also, Goose said, like, you know, the, don't just sort of hack and slash through the through, through the flaming fist. They'll, they'll know how to... Um, well, I wanted through. to restrain them so we could run. Okay. But, yeah, there are people around. Yeah, I would have other people in that. Can I um, surround us in a swarm of butterflies as a smoke screen? That's going to draw attention to us. Yeah, they so? are you, so they'll know okay. that there's... They see two of yell, us. Can yes, we just do. yell at them and be like, hey, what's good? Why are you running at it? Like, Why are you running? Why are you running? I mean, if it looks like <laughs> we're not the aggressors, then at least the public is on our side, so... Uh, yes, you, you say that, and they say, you're the, you're the ones we were looking for. Are Get we them. They're, the, they're, the, uh, they're the terrorists that are wanted. And I, Look at this face. Am I a terror? The arsonists who escaped the prison. Thank you so much for listening to Eye to Eye, the digital renaissance podcast. Theme music is by Dylan Gladhorn, artwork by Raven Bartlett, production and editing by me. See you next week for another dose of Andy's magic.